Our son's room was upstairs off the beaten path where my wife and I tended to travel in our house. But usually when we did venture into boys' world, we were, yeah, we were in for a shock. Let's just say that the boys had this unlimited capacity to make a mess and this uncanny ability to live in one without even noticing the mess. Did I mention to you they're guys? Yeah. So often the stern command would reverberate in the halls of our home, clean your room. (laughs) The boys seldom disagreed. Usually they would respond with a compliant, we will. And I think they really intended to, maybe. They knew it was fundamental to the privileges they wanted, so they went along with our cleaning orders. But did that mean the disaster area got undisastered? Usually no. The boys didn't disagree with what they were supposed to do. They just somehow didn't get around to doing it. Hmm. Well, I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about, well, here's a new word, gobedience. Mm-hmm. Now, obedience isn't obedience just because you agree with what you're supposed to do. There's no obedience until you go and do it. It's gobedience. I wonder if there's something your Heavenly Father's been telling you to do through His Word or or through the inner tug of the Holy Spirit, and you've been saying, Oh, I will, Father. I agree. You know He's right. You intend to obey, but you're still sitting where you were. As surely as our sons were still disobeying until they did what we said. You're still disobeying God, however politely. It's still disobedience, because there's no such thing as passive obedience. If you're not moving on it, you're not obeying. Which leads us to a powerful example of what obeying really means. It's from the life of Abraham, as highlighted in our word for today from the Word of God, from Hebrews 11, verse 8. It says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. God had summoned Abraham to leave his family, his comfort, his comfort zone, actually, to obey him and to go to a future about which God supplied almost no details. Now, Abraham could have said, "Uh, okay, Lord, I'll go, but it wasn't agreement that launched him into God's amazing adventure. It was going. It was doing it without knowing what was coming, which is what God has asked of so many of his children all through the Bible and all through my life, which is what God may be asking you to do right now, to go without knowing how it's all going to work. Maybe your Lord's asking you to to start something or to leave something or someone. Or maybe to stop doing something or to confront something or give something or tell someone about the Savior who died for them. But you're delaying your obedience. You're waiting until there's more facts or until more of the risks are eliminated. You want to analyze the situation a little more, get more signs, but you're not obeying. It's not obedience until it's, yep, go-obedience. And faith obedience steps out, not because you know where or you know how, but because you know who. You know who you are following. You're following an all-powerful Lord who will never do you wrong. Would anyone who loved you enough to die for you ever do you wrong? It's one thing to agree with what your father wants you to do. It's a whole other thing to start doing it. Until you do, you're just disobeying your father. The old song is right. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to 
be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. <laughs>